That does not mean action. <laughs> How does that not mean action? Nobody knows. Hey guys, welcome to another real estate podcast. I'm Paul Germany's a 16-year vet actively in the trenches, helping buyers and sellers in the Windsor market. And of course, I'm with my main man, Scott. Oh, gee, what an intro, man. I, it's, it's hard for me to follow up. I, I just sound like a pleb now. But uh, <laughs> Scott Nascente here, four years in the business, also active out there with buyers and sellers. I have a little bit of a focus on investors. I'm an investor-minded realtor. So anybody looking for investment help, I'm the guy to reach out to. But also crushing the uh, residential game. Oh, for sure. I love that as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, just a little specialty there. But well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, this is definitely, definitely your niche. That's yeah. definitely what we uh, lean on you for here. Anything investment-wise. They're, they're very kinda, different. Yeah, they're very different. Rolls. Mindsets are different. The way you purchase and sell is different. So, yeah. yeah. But you got a great list coming up this week on uh, Somerville. Ooh, Somerville? Yeah. Somerville? How do you even say that? Somerville. Somerville. Yeah. Okay. With an O. Um, yeah, super exciting. Two-story in Tecumseh. It's all you need to say, right? You know yeah. it's going to be busy. You know it's going to be active in this market, which is what we're going to get to next, which is what's going on with this market. Why is it not crashing? What are we seeing out there statistically and anecdotally? Paul, lead us in. you got a bunch of listings right now. I don't know if you want to start us off with the stats and then lead into that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, sitting around the office waiting for these stats to come in for March and they dropped the other day. And as expected, um, the market average sell price, which is something that we track pretty closely, is most definitely up. Okay. So nice to see. We've got them on these stats as the average sell price uh, for the month at 568204 This is right from the Windsor-Essex County Association of Realtors. And that is up, uh, that's up, that's up quite a bit. I think in 19%. Okay. So since, for, since the bottom, since the bottom. since the bottom. So that brings us, you know, 532 in February, 516 in January. Um, we throw December at 473 out the window and then 515 in November. So we are pretty much, if I look at these stats, we're almost back at July now. Interesting. Right? Interesting. That's a good way of looking at it too. Yeah. 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 Um, so last year we kind of peaked out March, April. It was a steady, slow downtrend from there. Um, and then into December where we bottomed, we, we like to take December with a grain of salt, you know, it's holidays, not a lot of listings, not a lot of action. So those numbers can be skewed very easily. But what's important here is that, um, 19% jump in three months is pretty crazy. Yeah. And to put a number on that, that's $94,000 increase from the bottom in three months. Yeah. So this is why we always kind of recommend not trying to time the market because if you were waiting for this bottom, you probably missed it, right? Feels like it. For yeah. Sure. For sure. uh, barring a, ba a black swan event of some sort, barring another two, three big rate hikes, we may very well have seen the bottom. And Paul and I always like to say, like, we're not here to fear monger. We're not here to get people um, riled up and, and worried about missing out, fear of missing out, whatever you want to call it. We're here to report the news real time to you so that you can make informed decisions. And, you know, six months ago, we had a very different story, which was, hey, you can take your time right now as a buyer. There's not a lot of buyers out there. There's not a lot of offers. You can come in, get your conditions in and all that stuff. Yeah. We can't really say that right now. And of course, if it changes moving forward, we'll update you on that. But right now, Paul, you got a bunch of listings up right now. Like, what are you seeing out there? Open houses, all that stuff. Buyers are out there. I mean, the buyers are, are definitely out there. Open houses are slammed. Um, we're, we're actually having to put two people on open houses just to accommodate um, all, all the people coming through. Showings, I'm back to, you know, 30 is my expectation. Uh, once I hit 30 showings plus, I've read that book before. It's got a fantastic happy ending. We're back there, multiple offers on everything. 
Number of residential sales in February, 281. In January, 271. December, 230. November, 331. Now this month, they checked in at 417 sales. That is a healthy, healthy market. We haven't had um, 545 we had in June, right? And then it kind of dropped down from then. So we're back up into the fours, which is nice to see. But again, like Scott said, this is not like a, a sales pitch where by now or else this is this is what's happening. Here's the information. You make the decision that's best for you. This is not fear-mongering or saying, yeah. you're going to miss this if you don't do this. This is us saying, listen, we're in the trenches. Like we are deep in the trenches. I mean, we're, 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 we're deep. Seven days a week. We're deep. All day. Um, Every day. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a joy and an honor uh, to present these, these facts and stats. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and we'll always watch out who you listen to. There's a lot of noise out there, especially in the real estate world. Um, be careful who you listen to. <laughs> Right. And that's why we titled this another real estate podcast. Yeah. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. Everybody's got their own voice and that's, that's great, but not everybody's given the uh, most accurate information. There is a lot, some fear mongering out there as well. We don't like to play that game. And as the story changes, we will change with it and yeah. uh, continue to keep you updated. Now, the big question I think like that's most important is why is this happening? Right? Mm -hmm. We just had 10 rate hikes in a row, fastest rate hike increase, like in the history of the country. How, how have we absorbed this? Why is the market not crashing? I think a lot of people were expecting, um, you know, people having to turn in their keys and, and literally losing their houses. And then they were going to go out and get all these crazy deals. Yep. It's not happening. Let's tell people why that is. I think if, if, if you feel allow me to start, um, one of the big, <laughs> one of the biggest reasons obviously is that nobody's selling their house right now, unless you really have to or can. Right. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is, people are locked into ultra low rates. Yep. And if you're trading out, you're going to get a much higher rate or a blended rate that's higher than your current rate. It used to be that you could trade out of your property and into something bigger and actually, you know, keep the same payment or lower. Mm -hmm. Now it's not the case. So when that happens, you just don't sell, yep. right? So a uh, very limited number of listings out there is definitely a contributing factor. Um, what else are you seeing out there? What are, what are some of the causes that you're seeing? Like obviously we've got the immigration factor here broken down into daily number of people that are coming into the country is mind-blowing it's two thousand people a day is the pace we're on to start the year a lot of them land in ontario 100 percent, and yeah. a lot of them are coming to ontario's most affordable city yeah with three massive infrastructure projects and a border and l relatively low real estate prices and the best weather yeah, um, to, I so, mean, we're, we're filming this on uh, Wednesday, uh, April the 5th, and she's a beauty out there today. My God, I walked out today, I was singing, <laughs> nice walking day. into the office, and uh, yeah. the weather the weather definitely brings the buyers out, but the buyers were out when it was freezing cold, too, so that just, you can always tell the health of a market when it, when the weather's super bad and people are still going out to see houses, we're in a, we're in a, a very, very healthy, healthy market. Now, something to report, though, this week and probably the past two weeks, we're getting more calls from Toronto agents. Oh, big right? time. So big time. that tells me that. So when those calls stopped, that just told me that, listen, opportunities opened up in their own market. They're not going to come down here and look for opportunities that they can afford. Now that the calls have started again, well, you know, that tells me that that Toronto market, just like we saw our average sale price jump up three months in a row, it's jumping up there substantially. Yeah. And I think the, this, the Toronto 
trend of people moving here to live, work, and play um, is secular. It's not like there might be ebbs and flows in it, but this is going to be a 10 or 20 year uh, play here, in my opinion, because most people in Toronto, like the average person, is priced out forever. Yeah. And I don't think that'll ever change, especially for like a single family detached home. You might be able to get into like a two bedroom condo for, you know, six, seven hundred K. But if you're looking to buy a home in the city, a, a single family detached, you're done yeah. for the average uh, wage earner in these cities. So what are you, what are you going to do, right? If it's me, I'm looking at other cities and other opportunities, especially with remote, remote work and whatnot. So that is a long-term trend. And that's what's like giving Windsor a very solid kind of floor here, yeah. not just the infrastructure projects, not just immigration, but uh, what do you call it? Emigration when it's within your own country. So it's immigration and emigration. Emigration. Oh, I never heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So it's, it, I mean, it's a huge trend and uh, Windsor's in the perfect spot to take advantage of This is, this is now three years now. Right. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's no secret. And you just use your head for five seconds and think, what would you do if you lived in Toronto and you're had a growing family and you're stuck in a two bedroom condo with three kids. Yeah. Right. And you can't find anywhere to buy. Um, you're, you're going to look at other cities, especially if you're working remotely, which is now a huge trend. So uh, another factor, like why is the market not crashing? The, the banks were left with a you know, relatively difficult, well, I don't think it's difficult, but we either extend amortization periods as rates went up and payments went up. Uh, we extend amortization periods, allow people to be able to afford their payments, or we cause people to de default on their mortgages. We take over the property and then- want. And then fire sale them at a hundred, two, three, four hundred thousand dollar discount to what we took the mortgages on. If I'm CIBC, RBC, or one of the big banks or one of the lenders, I think I'm just going to extend the amortization period, right? If you ever um, want to deep dive into um, what mortgage insurance actually does, it's very, Great very point. interesting. So these, and again, I think the the public thinks that oh if you miss a payment like the uh the, the bailiff's at the door and he's like get me get out of here you know like it's not how it works not, like not the bank can. will work with you and work with you uh cmhc or sajin whoever's got the mortgage insurance on the property will work with you they don't want you to lose their house mm -hmm. your, your mm -hmm. house trust yeah. me they don't it's it's a bad business move for them and um and they will do anything in their power to to work with you yeah, I, I've actually heard like for in Canada for something to go to like a power of sale because of missed payments, it can be like a year, yeah, a year to two years of of them trying to work with you and whatnot. And just think logically, if the banks didn't do this, we're talking billions in losses, and they're public companies, they're for profit businesses. It's just not a good business move. Yeah. So this is folks, we're trying to tell you why the market isn't crashing. So barring like again a black swan event or a massive economic meltdown. There's only two ways a, mar a market can crash, any market, whether it's oil, stocks, whatever. It's supply and demand, and you need one of two things. You need excess supply, which we're a decade away from at least, probably will never catch up, um, or you need no demand, right, or less demand than there is supply. The only way to hammer demand uh, in this country is to make it so that people can't literally pay anything, right, and they'd have to be, you know, but then where would they live? You know, is everybody going to be living under the bridge or under on the streets? So like it just it's it's hard to imagine a scenario other than rising rates where again it didn't cause uh, excess supply or limited demand it didn't change the demand it changed the affordability yeah. right so prices had to come down to match buyers new levels of affordability so my point here is that the fundamentals haven't changed I, haven't I, yeah I, I can't stress enough how yeah. busy it is out there and again I'm I'm, I'm on We're the list I'm out. on the listing side. 
a lot. And again, I can always gauge a market from that listing side because I'm seeing who's calling, who's booking, how many showings, how many offers, what those offers are coming in at. I'm missing right now my price outs by like five to 7%. So when these average numbers came out, I, I you know, we did record a podcast last week where we talked about these numbers prob- probably <laughs> rising, yeah. but the sound, the sound, podcast. the sound wasn't on it. Like yeah. it, that podcast was so good. <sighs> Perfect. Like we looked at each other after we're like, we're going like, I'm taking you to the cook shop because that was unbelievable. <laughs> like you're, we're going, to the cook a, shop. it would have been an eight. You deserve it. Been you deserve it. It was a plus hundred percent. Um, so that's why we haven't been on here. I don't remember weeks. you saying that. And then like, how, what do you do? Do you just, just re-record the podcast? It's not authentic. It's not real guys. You got to understand the prep work that we put into this is very minimal, right? We sit here. We're like, what's, what do we want to talk about today? Like, what are we going to hit them with? Hit them with this, 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 and this love that I'm passionate yep. to talk about that. Here we go. So last week's was just like, Oh, fire flawless. But you know, this, the, the, the sound wasn't on. Is this thing working? The sound, <laughs> the sound, hope, the sound, let's wasn't hope on. and pray that it, so, that it's on. Last week, we were saying, listen, it, I'm missing everything by 5 to 7%. Mind you, I'm on the listing side, right? So when I miss on the listing side, I'm good to, like, I'm good to go because I'm letting the market set the tone. I'm waiting on, on most of my listings, if not all, till my offer dates. Again, things happen where, where, where some offers are just too risky not to take. But waiting on all my offer dates and then the market is superseding the current comparables that I have and how I priced it out at um, where I see the numbers yeah. by like five to 7%. Great side to be on. But when we're writing offers, we're also losing some because we're not seeing those numbers. So the market is in an adjustment and in an uptick, 100%, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, and this is where the 16 years of experience comes in. Like we know how to navigate any market, right? Whether the, if the market's on the decline, you got to have a different strategy. If it's on the incline, you might want to go with the lower list price, get a bunch, get a bunch of showings, yeah. get a bunch of offers, and then use those as leverage. We can feel it yeah. by the week yes. when it changes. Yeah, and then and we the adjust conver- accordingly. The high level conversations that we get to have with each other, and I mean, we're probably running a thousand offers through just this small little team here, and some are some are wins, <laughs> a lot are losses. Yeah, um, but we're, we we know the situations, we know what's going on there. Invaluable live market research we get to do every single day for our clients it's 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 awesome yeah yeah it's a huge education for most clients they're not in the game every day like we are and and it's just so important to educate them and let them make informed decisions yeah we always say we're advisors not salespeople, and and our advisement is based on what we're seeing and feeling and experiencing in the market combined yeah. with statistics and everything else but those those fundamentals are playing out um, it is a healthy market, but it is imbalanced in my opinion, which means more buyers than sellers right now. Is that going to stay? We'll have to see again, not fear mongering. It's just what's playing out right now. The big rate shock has been absorbed. Yep. They might raise rates again and we come back in a month or two with a completely different story. But until we, then, yeah, this we, is what's we, happening. We can definitely report. And again, this is, uh, if rates do go up, like we know what happens at, at, at that time, right? Rates go up, deal. prices are going to go down. Two things you can't have at the same time, like we always say, is is cheap money and, and cheap real estate. It's okay. one or the other. Yeah. Um, so if rates do go up again, we can yeah, we can expect a little cool off on the market. But the the rates have been absorbed, the news cycle is changing. That's the fear mongering part. You want to fear mongering, watch the news. Yeah. Um, so the news cycle is changing and people get used to, are, are used to it now. Yeah. But if these rates start to come down, 
Well, it's it's going to be full. absolute I, mayhem. Yeah. I love what you said about the news cycle. Like I opened Facebook this morning and it was an article about the same thing that's happening here that we're experiencing in Windsor. It's happening basically all across the GTA. And the, the headline was actually, you know, you could call it fear-mongering if you want, but it was, you know, buyers out there, not enough houses, prices jumping big time. And if I'm looking to get in the market, that's going to scare me, right? If yeah. I'm a first-time buyer or whatever, I'm working with some first-time buyers right now. And there's a, leg- a legitimate level of, of fear of missing out, yeah. not generated by me, but after losing six, seven, eight offers, um, it becomes a little bit challenging. And then you get into this, you mid, know, mid, mid, late summer, um, early fall, you know, that, that 300 low three to three fifty range, fantastic range. It, it reintroduced itself to the market. Um, I didn't think that would ever come back. Now we were feeling 300,000 start to exit our market once again. Hard to get something for 300 right now. Hard to get something time, for 300. Big time, big time, yeah. Especially like a quality property that you want to live in, not like some sort of big renovation project or some subpar location, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But yeah, um, so that's that's our kind of uh, market update. I, th- I think we can kind of shift gears here too. I know we wanted to talk about uh, the Phoenix investment opportunity with Coachwood yep. Capital. Uh, what happened there? I, I know most people probably got a newsletter about this, but... Um, the deal changed because the interest rate moved up in the conditional period by a pretty significant percentage where it really changes the numbers that we had originally offered our clients. And we went back to the table to try to negotiate the price lower. You know, a half point is the equivalent of six, 700K off the purchase price to make those same numbers happen. Went back to the table. Uh, we couldn't find mutual ground. So we walked away from the deal. Mm. Disappointing. But uh, we're not in the business of buying things that don't make money, and we're not in the business of forcing things um, either. So we are already on to the next opportunities. We will keep people posted. I know people are looking to put their money to work right now. Tough sledding out there with rising rates, and it's also very difficult to get into the U.S. market for the average small-time investor. So it's a nice opportunity to put some money to work. Yeah, overall, if you're you're involved in, in this group or thinking about it, I mean, Great news at the end of the day. I mean, the amount of uh, R&D that's put into a project like that to get it to that stage that Arizona was in is hours upon hours and trips and visits and, and all that. So to to get right there the, to raise funding and then um, decide it's not the best opportunity, again, they're, they're, that, that only costs certain people their time and money. And, and they're coming to you saying like, listen, this this isn't it anymore. We have to move on. I mean, it should give you great confidence in, in the next in the next project when that happens. Yeah, for sure. So we'll keep everybody updated on that. Uh, another piece of news uh, I wanted to touch on was the Feds, the Canadian Fed, uh, Feds backing off of the foreign buyer ban. Yeah. I think they implemented this four, five, six months ago in an attempt to cool the market. When they implemented it, my first thoughts are, well, this is going to hurt development and new supply, and it's going to actually end up burning them it's yeah. a lot of the stuff the government does is two steps forward, three steps back. Yeah. And this is what we saw here when they implemented this ban. It, it's kind of like, uh, first of all, no, uh, foreign buyer, um, could buy Canadian real estate unless you're a Canadian per- permanent resident or citizen, uh, without paying like a hefty tax. I think it was like 20 or 25%. So here's the problem. There's a lot of people here that aren't resident, permanent residents or citizens. They're on work permits and they might be here for, on a five-year work permit, 10, 10 year work permit. Now, all of a sudden, they can't buy. Like, it kind of disproportionately impacts people that it probably shouldn't hurt. Um, Also, like, uh, foreign-owned entities couldn't buy land for development or they couldn't buy uh, a 50-unit apartment building. 
well, that hurts liquidity and that hurts um, investment in uh, future development of much needed units. So we've seen them back off of that. that now work permit, um, Canadian people on work permits can purchase foreign entities can buy land. And there's also something about um, the percentage ownership of a company purchasing land or real estate. They, they made it like a ridiculously low, uh, high threshold where it's like, well, you know, all these people that would come in here and buy the, the land and do the developments, now they're not going to do it. Nice so, to see the uh, the adjustment, but you got to wonder. Time, you got to wonder like how this doesn't come up at that boardroom uh, table because you know they're I mean? not talking to the right yeah, people, right? Yeah, they're so they're yeah. bureaucrats. They're doing things for headlines and shock value a lot of the time. Their their constituents are complaining, so they shoot first, ask questions later, and then of course they end up shooting themselves in the foot. This is why I honestly believe that the housing crisis will never be fixed long term. This is why I believe that we're always going to be behind on development and because of the bureaucracy of this country. So, you know, but, um, they, they did, they have been doing some things like bill 23 or 21 where they're, you know, building a, a bunch more rental units. Basically problem is, is a lot of stuff that they're going to be doing is going to be rental units. It's not going to yeah. be, it's not going to be homes for ownership. It's the ability to build ADUs and basement apartments and garden suites and, Huge demand for that stuff right now too, though. Like properties, big time. Um, Adusearch.com, I believe, is the website. If you want to go on there and see if a property is um, uh, qualifies to put an ADU on it, just put that in. There's a Windsor, uh, a girl from Windsor, actually created the website. And again, we just did a property on McEwen that um, could be severed unit ADU behind that ADU behind the current structure. Um, so, and I, and I'm seeing them pop up, uh, everywhere. Actually didn't BC just, uh, change their zoning bylaws to kind of get along with that type of Big stuff. Big change in yeah. BC. I think we'll eventually see it here, but it was something like, I'm still doing the research on it, but it's basically eliminating zoning restrictions. So it's, you can build townhomes in any re single family residential area. You can build multifamily in residential areas. So imagine, you know, an A plus neighborhood here in Windsor where it's all large two story homes and you find an 80 foot frontage lot and all of a sudden you put up a four six or eight plex Ooh. right in this in this uh fancy neighborhood so mm -hmm. what they're doing now is that they've realized too late in my opinion but that zoning restrictions are hurting supply big time and what would typically happen in that situation is you'd have all the neighbors come to the table and say you know what that's not happening and then the you know the representatives yeah. the city councilors whatever the case is um, then go and say, you know what, we're, we're quashing this development. It's not happening in this residential area. They're eliminating the ability for neighbors to complain. The nimbyism is kind of going away. So BC might be spearheading something we might see across the whole country. Yeah. And if it does, I mean, it's going to change the game big time. And it's kind of a good thing for, for supply. But again, the problem is, is the, it's not going to be single family homes built there. It's going to be rental units. Yeah. And absolutely. it's going to be investors and developers building them. And we're, we're heading into a generation, in my opinion, of of renters unfortunately yeah so and a lot of uh, a lot of countries in europe and stuff like that are, are, are like that and i'm sure a lot of i mean i'm sure new york is like cities are already kind of kind of like that most ma most major cities yeah, it is adusearch.ca adu if you're keeping score at home yeah love it great resource yeah. great resource because it is kind of the future uh investment op option in my opinion as well Windsor's economic outlook yeah, so an interesting article was yeah. posted. I think it was CTV News or Windsor Star that we went from like worst to first, yeah. like for in terms of economic outlook, and it kind of explained the reasons why. We always touch on the big three, which is the Gordie Howe Bridge, the uh, Mega Hospital, and the EV 
uh, battery plant LG and Stellantis, which are massive game changers, folks. Uh, but on top of that, like there's so many other things that people don't listen to. Windsor's become a popular spot for immigrants and refugees for the reasons that we talked about. You price out of most, most other cities in the country, you're going to go to the most affordable area with great weather relatively, with a border uh, right there. You got all the major city amenities five minutes away. Yep. Like, literally, you can hop over there, go to world-class restaurants. You got an airport there. Uh, entertainment, sports, everything. Uh, we really do, we, we are in the sweet spot and that's why our economic development has uh, really uh, shifted and that's why we're seeing like really big price jumps here and, after. And this brings in uh, just a, a, a melting pot of people too. So you're going to see like, and then that's that's when like creative communities pop up and, and a restaurant scene and it's it's it, that happens too. So oh, there's pe- a lot pe- of positives people, here. Yeah. People and population will attract um, different different opportunity too and different uh, things to do, which yeah. is, which and what, is, which is what exciting. Comes, what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? Does the population come first, then the businesses, then the infrastructure, then the entertainment? Yeah. Or does the enter- entertainment come first and attract it? And, you know, it's kind of a balance, but what's happening here is is a, a mix of both. The population's coming here and the businesses are coming here. And we have the entertainment district right across. Yeah. So it, we're, we're just in the absolute sweet spot, which is why I think we have a nice floor here in Windsor for real estate prices. Obviously, they're going to be tied to interest rates and whatnot. But, man, the future is bright for Canadian real estate and Windsor specifically, in my opinion. We're already doing deals for people coming in for the battery plant. And I don't know. It's, a, Big it's, time. it's, it's an yep. exciting time to, uh, to, yeah. to, to be here for sure. Long time coming for sure. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Oh, big time, big time, big time. Easter. Oh, huge! Event yeah, here. Dropping this uh, right before Easter. So, first of all, happy Easter to everybody uh, this weekend. We ourselves are having a big Easter egg hunt on Saturday. Just me and Scott. Um, <laughs> so, if you're if you're around, <laughs> stop by. Uh, but no, we we're, we've been prepping a couple weeks for that. Uh, kudos to Andrea and, and the whole ops team that have been just absolutely crushing it. I think we stuffed what two thousand eggs, two thousand eggs stuffed with chocolates. <laughs> Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a great time. If for some reason you're watching this and you're not in our database, especially if, uh, if you're a client or, or you, or, or you just want to be in our database, reach out, DM us and we'll add you to the database. We just need name, uh, address, email address, all that stuff. And, uh, always a pleasure to serve. What an honor it is to do this type of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, sometimes I pinch myself that, um, that we get to do this day in and day out. It's honestly, uh. Yeah, I mean the event's top yeah. notch too. We've got the Easter Bunny there. We've got yeah, he's, uh, he's you know, the ice cream shops right yeah. there as well. Uh, I think we have a little coffee set up as well. Oh, you know me, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Easter course, Bunny carved course. out a couple hours for us, and then uh, you know he's a busy weekend for him, respectfully or her. Is it? It's my boy or girl? I don't know. We'll have to look into that. And then uh, is the Easter Bunny a boy or a girl? Great question, Paul. This wow. is this is wow. really let's worth take a, let's take a, a let's take on. a poll. Yeah, um, is the Easter Bunny a boy or a girl? That's going to be the poll. I've always thought of it as a boy, but now you, yeah, I you know, know. I'm, I'm really questioning everything now. I know. I know. Um, Big time. Existential crisis. Absolutely. So looking forward to that. Again, our events are just absolute yep. top notch and really taking shape. And, uh, and again, it's just us. Uh, eight of a few lot of kids. You know? <laughs> we, 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 we love our clients. We love, we love families. We love serving them. It's not just about the deal and i want to say uh, that it's too so often. much bigger than that it's yeah. it's it's family it just it's uh it's such an honor and uh grateful for every single yeah it's not just our clients like you said right this is open to 
friends and family and it's sold out right now but you know so so don't register for it because she's 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 all done we got we got we got you know we got about four four to five hundred of our favorite people uh coming and uh and it's gonna be great yeah i'm looking forward to it yep absolutely so on that note happy easter from myself and and scott of course and Hopefully you found some valuable information there. And if uh, if you ever need anything, don't be shy to reach out again. We are in the trenches, always happy to serve and uh, just love questions, love lo- love guiding, love being your consultant. If you need anything, just reach out. And let's just hope and pray that the audio was working. Well, we'll, we'll see in about five minutes. <laughs> Thanks, guys.